So why have you got a guitar? <laughs> no, do the intro. <laughs> right, you ready? The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome to the Dropback Podcast. My name is Stan Wilson and I'm joined as ever by Sam Lewis. Hey Stan. Matt Burns Peak. Howdy Stan. And Joe Costanzo. How we doing Stan? Now we had a great weekend of football. The divisional round was wrapped up quite nicely. We had some great games this weekend and we're going to kick things off by deep diving down into the Los Angeles Rams trip to Green Bay where they were lost to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. What happened here boys? I mean, to be fair to them, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league and showed again exactly why he's the MVP of the league. So I struggled to really see what the Rams could have maybe done differently, especially with the Aaron Donald situation. You know, he was obviously banged up and on a snap count. That's a tough ask. I mean, that's possibly the best defensive player, if not one of the, the, the best overall players in the league right there that you're without when you're coming up in the biggest game of your season against possibly the most in-form player in the league in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and Devontae yeah. Adams as well. Um, I think it was interesting that Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey matchup um, with obviously all the hype around it pre, pre-game. pre And you know, I thought Devontae Adams was absolutely exceptional and showed that he can do it against elite, elite corners like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, if we just go into that touchdown as well there, like you noticed on screen, Jalen Ramsey was getting quite annoyed. Like most teams, they'll have a call. Like for example, my team, we use a call Lion. You, where you pass over a receiver. So if the mo- receiver's motioning away from you, you know you're not going to be able to catch up to him. You pass him off to the nearest defensive back and you switch your man at man coverage assignments. And it looks like Jalen called that and the DB on the outside just didn't pick that up. So that's why he was frustrated at the touchdown, especially. Well, especially after all the hypes of the matchup as well, as you said. Exactly. I mean, the touchdown, yeah, as you said, I don't think that's not a Jalen Ramsey. That's clearly a coverage or communication issue that's led to Devontae Adams being that wide open because I mean if, if it was that easy and it, the expectation was that Jane Ramsey would be able to follow that motion all the way across the other side of the field in that m- amount of time like that's that's a terrible play call then yeah. especially in the red zone when you've got so many players playing close to the line of scrimmage there's, there's, there's so many players in the box you're not going to be able to sift through those through those men when you're motioning across to keep across, to keep track with your wide receiver no way it's a fucking slather mate Big bodies. You've basically got to give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit though, because he did scheme that up quite oh, yeah. a lot of times throughout the game. Like when it looked like Adams was matched up with Ramsey. Yeah, there were a couple of times where he just let them play. Look, he trusted Adams to beat him, but he did a good job of moving him around so yeah. that Ramsey couldn't get a good key of where he'd be and what he'd be doing necessarily. Yeah, first play of the game I noticed that they were um Rams lined up in zone coverage. Uh, LaFleur motioned Adams across the screen to the other side where Ramsey wasn't, ran him on a speed out and Adams picked up an easy easy few yards. Mm. And yeah, they use that throughout the day to manipulate the matchup and just try and give Adams the upper hand wherever he could. On, on another side of things, and obviously I'm going to be the one to say this, but one of the things I noticed where Aaron Donald wasn't in the game is that there were a bunch of plays where the Rams were kind of getting torn apart in the, in the Packers rushing attack in, in particular. It was quite impressive on the day. I think on, on that Aaron Jones touchdown later on in the game, I I was looking at it back and I was like, 
I knew that if Aaron Donald was in there hundred percent healthy, he would have been in like just in the hole immediately. And there's it was quite I would have loved to have seen this with a hundred percent healthy Aaron Donald, and I didn't realise going into it what a difference he actually makes yeah. um to this whole defensive team in, in general. Um obviously you can't just rely on one player and it's been an impressive defense all year round, but Aaron Donald is just in a league above everyone else. Yeah, um, I don't think it is too much of a reliance on one player, but when you've got a player that is yeah. as game-wrecking as Aaron Donald is, it makes sense to play to your strengths in that way, which is why they're able to get Jalen Ramsey to basically do what... In the same way, the secondary is based around Jalen Ramsey's skill set. He does a lot of stuff like in the slot as well because he's such a great tackler in the run game, so if they push them out to that side, he'll, he will tackle running backs consistently. So yeah, it is a massive blow to them not having Donald for that for like the biggest game of the season. But to be fair though, even when he was on the field, like I know he's not fully healthy, the Packers O line they they were shoving him all over the place. They they used double teams really effectively. So when they were running towards Aaron Donald, he wasn't able to disengage and get back in involved with the run game. Yeah, Packers O line played had a fantastic game. Uh, there were worries that with Bakhtiari injured that it would take a step back, but they've they've solid as ever yeah absolutely Aaron Jones Williams and Dylan they can they combined for a, a large amount of yards on the ground especially uh, I thought Williams played very well down the stretch yeah. as well I thought you were gonna th- you look like you were tempted just to pull a random number out of the air then no I'm not gonna pull a <laughs> random number I only provide accurate information here I think the Packers pass rush as well had a, had a decent game. I, they might be getting hot at the the right time. Yeah, Rashawn Rashawn Gary was great. Zadarius Smith was great. Like the the number of sacks wasn't ridiculously high. I think they got four sacks, four tackles, yeah. four losses. But, but I think it was the for the pressures and the QB hurries they got. Yeah, it was just an outstanding effort from them defensively all day. That's the thing. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, speaking of QBs, well, I'd be interested to know what you guys thought of Jared Goff's performance in this game. It was good. He, he he played he played lights out quite well. Um, I know Stan's looking at me funny. He's got a, probably quite a strong opinion on this because he hates Jared Goff. But there were throws there where he was clearly like considering he's what two weeks removed from from thumb surgery. He was throwing receivers open into like very very tight coverage a, a lot of that game. Um, so yeah, I was generally quite impressed. With, uh, Especially, I can't remember which stretch it was. If it was like the second and third quarter in particular, he looked quite good. Um, but yeah, there was, was a stretch. Quarter. There was a stretch there where he—I don't think he, he threw a completion for uh, an incompletion for a, a fair amount of time. I was going to say it wouldn't be very impressive if he didn't throw a completion. I mean, with the based on that, that you said he did have a reasonably good game. Was it interesting to see McVeigh's comments in like the last few days and the rumors yeah. coming out of Rams camp that basically it doesn't seem that. They're that oh, convinced man. of him going forwards. That, that well, I wouldn't be convinced of him. Be a bit... Yeah, but Stan, that's because you have in, your inherent bias still against oh, no. him. I, I'll, I could write a whole I could write a whole piece in this during the off season. I'm quite tempted to about Jared Goff and how he's he's only as good as the plays called for him. He's never going to elevate the offense in his own. And yeah, he played well. I think it was that stretch in the second quarter. They did a lot of stuff out of empty formations when got where Goff was able to spread the offense out. He was able to see his reads and. Yeah, he delivered. He delivered some good balls, but I don't think he was anything top tier, anything to write home about. But like personally, like the Rams only had two hundred and seventy yards of total offense that game, and that's plus that's including the chunk of yards that Cam Akers had as well. I just think coming what is it two weeks off? You know, his, his thumbs basically held together with blue tack at this point, right? 
Um, I thought it was quite impressive what the, the, some of the throws that Goff made. And I, I take your point about, you know, how much of that is Sean McVay's offensive scheming and, and play calling, but you could only do the plays that are called for you. And, and you still have to execute them. Job. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you look when he's releasing the ball on a lot of those plays, it's not when the receiver's open, he's throwing them open as well. That's standard. That's standard, though. There are some routes. But I'm saying it's not standard for someone coming off no, a thumb you have surgery to throw two the weeks ball ago. On some routes before the play is broken. Yeah, but That's to be fair, Joe, standard. I don't think the McVeigh issue with Goff is just based on this game post surgery. I think like any rumors are based on the body of work he's put together. Yeah, like, I, I, wasn't he hasn't saying, I was saying at this game he played well. I, oh, yeah. I'm not saying he, we should he go forward. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a superstar QB, and obviously Stan's going to be very offended by the fact that he had a good game. Oh, he didn't have he did right. So what what part of his game was great? Like, you're I think he said the throwing receivers open. The throwing those, those are tight. Those are timing routes. Though. That's part of every single offense. There are some routes that you can't you can't throw when the receivers come out of his break. That's just, that's just not how the route works. Not how the system works. I don't know. I think that's being a little bit harsh. So there are a lot of quarterbacks in the league that don't do that on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah, and those are the ones even far below, further below Goff. To be fair, which also includes Jared Goff. You know, I mean, Goff's issue is a is a pressure issue. As a passer, he throws a great ball. I, yeah. I think the, like, that's the thing. It's always been the same thing with Goff. If he it's doesn't pressure game. consistently, he doesn't he doesn't perform. And if he gets time in the pocket to throw, he he can make all the tough throws. Yeah, he's got the arm. He's got the arm talent. I'll, ne- I'll never deny that. It's the mental game for me that lets him down. Like, there are some there are some games where on the field he looks and plays like a rookie. But when everything goes well for him, like I know this is obviously, you could say this about any quarterback, but whenever when, it, when it's going well for him, he can win you a game with his arm 100%. But whenever it like he receives pressure or he's playing from behind, then that's when he slips up and that's when he costs you games where other quarterbacks wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just needs to be more consistent. He can occasionally show flashes where he, he can come back from behind and win games. It'll also be it'll also be interesting to see next year because presumably they won't be as dominant on defense with Brandon Staley leaving to go to the Chargers. Goff and the offense is gonna are gonna have to do more next yeah. year if they're not able to hold teams consistently to less than twenty points. Which leads me to the point of: Do we think that Goff is gonna be the starter week one for the Rams next season? Yep. Unless they're not gonna draft a quarterback, they don't have a first round pick this year. Unless they pick someone up in the second or third round I think there's going to be like a lot of QBs taken high this year I don't think they're going to be able to get the talent in the second or third round but unless they go there then they're not going to get caught back because they're going, they'll probably keep John Wolford he'll stay as their backup they're not going to bring in another quarterback to try and compete with Jared Goff for the job unless it's Wolford so no I, I think that Jared Goff will stay what's the dead cap if they got rid of Goff I don't oh, think next year how, 65 million it. Oh go. Jesus Christ! It's, it's he's, not going to happen, wild, guys. Yeah, it's a big contract. It's, it's a very massive, especially contract. with the whole cap situation upcoming. Yeah, after, the, after the salary this. cap uh, is decreasing by ten percent, which leaves some teams in debt. Oh, not in debt. But do we actually know what it is? One hundred percent. I thought they they just put a floor at one hundred seventy-five. Well, the news came out today that it's dropping by ten percent, and that is a lot. Is that less? Is that it's not? At the at the floor then because that they I know they installed oh, a floor know. at 175. Look at the what? stress lines on Slew's forehead now from an Eagles point of view. Now that we've, I mean, that, it doesn't that. really make a difference either way if it's 10 percent or 175. We're buggered either way. Yeah, yeah, buggered, <laughs> buggered me. You are very sadly. So Packers get the win. Let's move on to the next game of that night. 
Baltimore Ravens versus Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills were able to control Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' run game and held them to three points, which I don't think anyone could have possibly seen coming in that one. I mean, more than anything, the Ravens held themselves to three points. I mean, Justin Tucker, who never does what happened in this game. In fact, Joe, what happened to Justin Tucker? His leg went all wobbly. I don't think you guys watched the game. It was the wind. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move past this point. <laughs> if you actually, it, the, it wind the wind was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like still Justin, it's still Justin. There Tucker. were two. There were two twenty something yard punts going in one direction. Yeah. That's when you think true. about that, that is actually yeah. ridiculous. Like, fair, yeah, the, fir- the first, the Sam Cook punt, like you saw that go up, and it just, you, 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 yeah, you, 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 you can't. The camera, and the camera just barely moved. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm the, sorry, the but ridiculous. like you, you, it clearly. It, I mean, it was frustrating. Ganked it wide though. He didn't. It, it didn't run out of juice. He just no, but yeah, it wide. see it in the you air. It bends. <laughs> like. It's like the classic thing. If you you pick a piece of grass up, you throw it in the air. You see which way yeah. the wind's going. In fact, they got the they got the flags on top yeah. of the poles to help you. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the flags? They were going like, and then like, sorry, that didn't so then you know to kick like, it that on way. a podcast. <laughs> it went, they were going like really far left and then really far. It was stupid. Um, if like, it was that I mean, easy, then anyone with a rocket leg could be an NFL kicker, Sam. Yeah, uh, I, the rocket leg can be an NFL kicker. <laughs> I mean, when you say uh, okay. it was frustrating for me to watch, but I've got to give it up all credit to the Bills defense. They did a fantastic job on the day. They stepped up in a really big way. Uh, I think it was actually a closer game than the, the scoreline would say. I mean, up until three, the, up until the pick six, all. it was basically neck for neck. Like you were at the you if you score there, it's tied up again. Yeah, and we were looking like we were going to score until a bunch of. So, yeah, it was three all going into the half. We came out of the half. They opened up with a good drive, finished on the touchdown. I think it's Stefan Diggs. Then we responded with a really good drive. And then uh, near the end, I don't know if it was like the combination of the wind and the, um, uh, like, just the fact that it was actually quite loud in that stadium, but our offensive line. Oh, Joe, (laughs) mate, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. I was going to get, look. God. No, can you listen to what I'm saying? Can okay, you yeah. To what I'm saying. So our offensive line had like two full start penalties, like that pushed us back. And then on third down, that's when the interception happened, which obviously <laughs> went. You seem like a crime when you say it like that. I mean, that's it's like just a sort of Netflix documentary. The yeah, it's just like it. The the wind was clearly having an, a. Uh, like a severe impact on both teams' ability to throw the ball. What the the Bills were doing, which was really smart de- defensively, they were just sitting back in zone the the whole time. And they had a spy and two guys in in contain the entire game. So basically, they were forcing Lamar to throw it into spots where the wind would either, if he was throwing it into the wind, it would just fall short every time. And if he was throwing it against the wind, it would go fly past the receiver's head by about five yards. Um, and, and that's got nothing to do with the Mars accuracy on delivery. To be fair, no, because I mean, Josh Allen like, had the same thing the entire game, except not for the one entire drive. game. His thing: the the pick is on Lamar. The game yeah, is no, not. No, 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 no. I will agree on that. The pick was bad, uh, and he he clearly didn't see. I completely forgot who, who had the pick. Teron um, Johnson. Teron Johnson got hit in the face at the combine. Everyone gave him a big laugh. Now look at him. He's laughing now. Not the not the Ravens. No, no. I mean, like. Uh, the thing is, they they were the better team anyway. They deserved to win, and mm. uh, oh, the, Bills, 
No, Lamar needs someone on the outside that's going to consistently win one-on-ones because he just doesn't have that at the moment. Des Bryant yeah. clearly isn't that as well. No, well, uh, no one's expected Des Bryant to be that. Well. Hollywood Brown isn't that. He could be a really good number two or deep threat. But yeah. also, your Hollywood passing had game a, is... Had an okay game. The passing game, not not on Lamar's side, as a design, isn't good enough. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah. Like, it's not it's diverse enough that when you fall behind that you can rely on that to get ahead. And that's is... nothing to do with Lamar's talent. Yeah, and if you looked at what we what we had last year, is like we had the three tight end system, which was very effective for what what we were running. And now this year we started off we we lost Nick Boyle early in the year. We traded um, Hurst, so like that we clearly had to move away from that, and we just never really have got obtained the receiver talent to you know i, don't know. I think i think TV's even great. last year it's the same issue like it was fine to, but we saw it in the playoff game last year that when you fell behind big there wasn't a go-to guy that's going to win against yeah. their number one corner consistently yeah and there just isn't to... enough it just isn't a well-designed passing attack to complement your running game and you have to you have to change your look completely whenever you start passing so for example like your run formations you'll go out in a lot of jumbo pistol pistol you go out in jumbo gun Lots of stuff like that, but as soon as you have to start passing the ball, you can't do that. No, we passed out pistol the entire game. No, I'm no, I'm sorry, I mean jumbo pistol. Okay, yeah. You can't like you don't probably pass out jumbo formations, but whenever you fall behind, you have to move to more to a more spread out formation. You have to put more receivers out, and I think that's part of the issue in the fact that you have to change your identity so much whenever you fall behind in games. You can't go to your stock plays. I, think, I don't know if that is the case because that that's to be expected for anyone if they fall behind you're going to have to go to more pass heavy attack no, but most teams are pass first teams in the league aren't they and that's, that's i think that's uh, the big difference the, the ravens depends. run a lot of heavy a lot of heavy packages and that is no longer an option when you fall behind in games and i'm uh, i don't know about that that's, I don't know about that. that's the just... point is point is they don't have guys that can win consistently oh, in that's the true as well I, I completely i completely agree with that but i'm saying they've got to completely change their identity to come from behind whereas teams like so for example the cardinals i'm not saying that we're ever going to come from behind effectively but in terms <laughs> i'm not of saying about, we're ever going to be behind yeah but... we're never no, no i'm never saying yeah we're always going to be you're saying this because you beat the bills <laughs> oh no i'm saying no what no my, my point was for the cardinals is that we're always going to be from behind and we're never going to come back from behind but no the my the big point is that we don't have to change our identity when we're when we're coming from behind versus when when we're ahead versus the start of games. I don't think we had to change our identity. We 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 just we but could you have. You do because you're a run first team. Yeah, but yeah. you can still I have mean, plays that complement. The run. game ended 17-3, and both the scores were in the third quarter. We didn't have to just completely switch up to a passing game. Also, the following drive after the interception, um, none of it counts after that on offense because you didn't have Lamar. Basically. Exactly because like, because the following drive he got concussed. And then so that we... Washington State quarterback, um, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, he was actually he actually did okay considering like he okay. he missed yeah. Mar Mar oh, there was one play Marquise was open for a touchdown. Was that not the like, win though? It was. <laughs> either way, either way, it was an overthrow. Either way, that was a complete. That's a potential like bring back into the game, but. Doesn't go matter, back right? to go back to the point about having to change your identity. Like the, the San Francisco 49ers still able to pass consistently out of like two wide receiver sets. I don't think the Ravens have to completely change who they are. They just need better personnel. They just need better personnel and better designed passing attack. Yeah, the design right. of the passing attack on Roman's behalf is pretty inexcusable. To be fair, 
I don't know about an excuse, but I, I literally think um, if you look at like, so look look at Josh Allen, for example, look what, they, what they've done with Josh Allen is they've surrounded him with young, great receiving talent. Even, uh, you know, like he's he's got so many targets there that now he is, he has that support. Whereas Lamar has just basically, like as a runner, like, yeah, he, he has a lot of support. He has a good O-line. He's got investment there and commitment to the run game, but like they haven't really done anything in the last after like Marquise Brown, fair enough, good pick, but other than like a, a few like Willie Sneed, low key whiff, yeah, yeah De- Devin Duvernay as well. I'm not sure what I'm not sure Marquise Brown warrants a good pick. Great, no, he 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 has he like. It depends, really. He's he's not consistent enough for me, but he does open up a dimension in, in the passing attack that would be good if we, like Slew said, if we had like a big body receiver who can go, get, uh, go up and get the ball. Like we were at our best when we had Anquan Bolden, who was, yeah, he was only 6'1", but he could go up and he was a physical receiver who could he make awesome. plays. It's not yeah. even about physicality as a number one guy. You just need a number one talent guy. Because exactly, Marquise look, what, is look a what's happened with guy. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is not a huge. Go- I mean, he go- does go up again, but that's not what his game's about. No, what but I'm, I'm saying, saying... Is you need a number one X receiver because that's not what Marquise Brown is. No, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm saying look at Stefan Diggs okay. as in when he moved to, to the to Buffalo. Josh Allen. Okay, but <laughs> in looking look at Josh Allen, Allen. <laughs> also look at Stefan Diggs. He's okay, joined. He's had an immediate impact. He's been one of the, if not the best receiver statistically in the league this year. Yeah. He's up there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's clearly had an impact. We need a guy. I'm not saying we're going to be able to even get a guy like Stefan Diggs, but I'm saying we need someone, that, like a clear number one. I do agree with that. But at the end of the day, that's irrelevant. The Bills defense had a fantastic game overall and credit to them. They So did just... the Ravens defense. Like, yeah, that, that was the did. first time I, I saw a team this year be able to match all the um, Bills receivers in man-on-man. I think when Calais Campbell has come back in time for the playoffs, we've genuinely improved so much on defense. You saw it against the Titans um, after that first quarter, and you, you saw it against the Bills as well. This is always going to be a tough game for both offenses with the, the weather conditions, but I think both defenses played fantastically well, but mm. credit to the Bills. They, they played a lot better than I gave them credit for last week. So Speaking of enough. last week, wasn't you saying that adverse um, weather conditions would have been the best help to the Ravens winning a game? <laughs> yeah, probably what? Probably. I mean, to be honest, I, I wasn't expecting the, the Bills' defense to, to handle our rushing attack as well as they did. So credit yeah, to They them. were good. Yeah, credit to the Bills. And they will go on next week to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And that brings us up on to our next game from this week, which was the Browns travelling to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Chiefs, where they lost 22-17. to And it was a lot closer than we thought it was going to be, boys. Not closer than Joe thought it was going to be. He was bang on. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't brag you in the intro to the segment, but no. I thought, I thought <laughs> of Baker course you can. It. If you were right, you were right. Flaunt it. Flex, bro. We did say we thought it was going to be closer than, than people were giving it credit for. Yeah. Uh, the grey faces played well. They did. They did indeed. I think they, they yeah, they played very well. I Baker think Mayfield. I thought Baker had a great game. Yeah, but Baker's really improved a lot this season with the the right supporting cast around him. Um, can we get into this? Can we? Can we just get into the the touchback? The, the, the touchback. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it was one of the McCourty brothers. He posted on his stories like every player that's ever coached, been coached by Bill Belichick is shouting at the TV right now, "Don't reach!" Yeah, because that, yeah. that's what coaches drill into their players. And he reached. He got hit hit by um. It's hard sorry, not to reach though. Yeah, it's hard when you're there. When you're on the one, reaching across the like the tip of the ball just crosses the plane. You just be quicker, that. mate. Yeah. Or also, don't get hit by someone leading with their head. Oh, oh! It was it was a helmet to helmet hit. They, he, I mean, Sorensen led with his head. Yeah, right. The argument for this one is that there was no way that Sorensen could have made that hit any other way because of his pursuit angle. It was pretty much ninety degrees, and Higgins had a slight edge on him at one point. The only way he could have possibly made that hit is by diving straight forwards, pushing him out of bounds. They also both dive, so it's not like Higgins is there. And he dives into his head. They're both diving, and their heads both Same connect. Point, really, yeah. I think yeah. it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Really, like I can see because it's the defender that, well, because he's a defender, you automatically go right. He's the one making the hit, so yeah. it's his head making the contact. Whereas they're both moving towards the same point. I don't know. I think it's kind of drilled. Like the well, first time we ever played American football, it's drilled into you: heads up, heads up, no matter what. And but you can't in that situation. That's because we were losing loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't lose and get injured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would just be double trouble. Now, I, I mean, at the end of the day, Sorensen led with his with his helmet, and you, you can see that it was a helmet to helmet hit, and that caused a fumble. So, at, if I was a Browns fan, I would be genuinely pretty pissed off, um, because it's it's. I could see that. He basically is a Browns fan. He really likes see, Browns. I, I could see Joe as an angry Browns yeah. fan. Was it Browns fan? I mean, it's hard to hate the Browns because they they were so bad for so long. Like I said, yeah, I Matt manages to hate the Jets. Yeah, Matt hates everyone. No, I don't. I, I, I quite like the Bills now, and it. it no, you don't. It causes <laughs> slagging the Bills off a few weeks ago. It causes a lot of yeah, because we were playing them. <laughs> Rivalry week, Joe. That, oh, sorry. It caused Bills a lot of internal week. pain for me, the fact that the Bills are quite a likeable team and very good. But anyway, back to your pain. I don't know. The, the rushing attack of the Browns were, were very good throughout the day as well. Kareem Wait, if we, before Nick we move on from, but to the rest of the game, like, does anyone actually have an issue with that rule, the, the touchback rule in general? No. No, it should be a rule. I think I've argued in the past the other way, but yeah, I... I it probably is the right decision because every other rule goes towards the offense. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's the it's one of the only defensively minded rules I can think of that yeah. benefits the defense. If you fumble um, anywhere else, it's your boy. If it go, if it goes out of bounds, if you fumble at the back of the end zone, touchback. So fair play. Exactly. Stop fumbling, idiots. Exactly. Well, obviously Mahomes as well going down with the the injury. Apparently, not a concussion. It yeah, might no, be a apparently, neck apparently got choked, apparently got choked out and it was a, like a nerve that got caught or something like that. Yeah, that seems like a very strange way of saying our starting quarterback's concussed but we don't want to admit that he is because we want him to play next well, week. Well, an independent uh, guy that does the dis- concussion stuff, they can't do that. No, 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 it's not him. It's not him. That's uh, basically the independent guy is still reviewing the case. He's still under the protocol but there it was like reports that... It's a report from Jay Glazer. Yeah, there's a report from yeah Jay Glazer about the um, rumours, basically, that it, it's not a concussion, it's a neck thing. And 
if you're on the chief side, you, you're not going to say that your starting QB has like is under the concussion protocol. Well, they basically said he's under the concussion protocol anyway, so he he's be. still going to be evaluated as if he's had a concussion by an independent person. Um, so we'll if find he hasn't out had a concussion, he'll get out of it pretty easily. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's possible for him to go through the concussion protocol and still play this week. It's yeah. unlikely. Yeah. Plus, CTE isn't a thing in the playoffs, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I mean, his legs were, were made completely of gelatin when he got up from that hit, but, you know, maybe he's not concussed. Oh, do you remember, it's like a couple of years ago when Cam got something in his eye. Yeah. Mm. It, it was stars. I know someone whose legs are made of steel because they have the biggest balls ever. Andy Reid. <laughs> Worst segue. Going that on four, awesome. fourth and inches with Chad Henney to seal the game. That <laughs> Throwing was, that, the ball. That was an awesome play call. I love it. That was. I, I loved it as well. Like it was. It was completely stupid. I, I would never do it. I don't, I think there's a reason he's Andy Reid. I think he got the, he got the look that he wanted on defense as well. Like he had trips out to the right. None of them. There was no man coverage. So we took. It was man coverage. No, sorry, it, was, it might have been off-man coverage then. From what I've only seen the broadcast angle. Of this, uh, no, the All-22 came out today. It's definitely man coverage, and Tyreek just absolutely ruins his man. Yeah, it was it was off coverage, though, so you just, yeah, he runs, runs quickly out to the flat and um, easy first down. with the old jukey juke. Yeah. The if, you could, if you can see, I mean, if you Gets guys, listeners, time. could see, that was a whole lot more athletic than it sounded when I acted that out. I just think it just was to let you know. Jukey juke. I think it was exactly as it sounded. Um, that what you do on your QB reads as well, your read options. Nah, mate, straight to the pylon. <laughs> Fumble. I, I hope you don't reach, though. Yeah. Because nah, I'm way ahead of doing oh, the old Deion Sanders. <laughs> awesome. Um, can we t- quickly just talk about the Cleveland offense? Because apart, apart from the run game and Bacon Mayfield, I thought the wide receivers looked really poor. Like There was a lack of speed there. They really struggled getting separation. And because they've only got bloody Jarvis Landry, really. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, Peoples Jones. Hooper had a nice catch from tight end, but mm. well, he should do. He's been paid all the money in the fucking world. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been that productive all season, so it's good to see him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is about AFC North teams and needing a better number one receiver, but again, and I know obviously Odell Beckham being injured. That's your, that's your guy that's not there. But... Apparently, they're getting rid of him anyway. But yeah, I wait, what? That. He's quite expensive. I've seen rumors on Twitter. Well, well she's going off Twitter, so um, might not be the most reliable source. Of <laughs> hey, how I dare don't... you say that about Browns fan sixty nine? <laughs> but yeah, um, hashtag yeah, anything's think... possible, though. It's it's the same point as we made with the Ravens, though, isn't it? Like they just they've got a lot of okay guys. At, they don't really have any game breakers at the receiver core at the moment with Odell being out. Yeah, Jarvis Landry's proved he's not a number one, and that's pretty final. I could have told you that before, but he's he's bloody fun. <laughs> he's fun in preseason, you mean? Yeah, and he, he plays aggressive, and he's it, it, Jarvis Landry's one of those players. If, if if he's on your team, you absolutely fucking love him because he makes catches he has no right to make, and he's just like this. Little... And then he drops like a rollout little. Oh pop yeah, but oh, if, if, it's, if it's too easy, he'll put it to the ground. He'll be like, no, don't want it, but. He plays with he's one of those little dudes that plays with loads of aggression. And he's kind of jukey, so he's he's fucking well fun. But there absolutely no planet is he your number one receiver if you want to make if you want to be an actual contender for for the Super Bowl. No Fair way. Play. I think that's pretty good analysis. 
Talking about little dudes that play with a lot of aggression, though, like Tyreek Hill makes catches that they're just, he has no right to make being the frame he is. Like, he, he literally plays like he's a 6'2", six, 6'3", six six guy at yeah. times. Are you talking about that deep ball from Chad Henney? Wait, are you talking oh, about lob, the, the pick? The the, the, no, the, no, I mean, pass, no, yeah. the lob pass to Tyreek Hill, not the, not the one where he just... The pick was bad as well. <laughs> yeah, the pick to Carl Joseph was awful, but... It's Chad Henney, we expect him. He tried. He tried his hardest. I mean, he had, a, he had an okay game of them. Exactly. Yeah. He could get a few iffy ones. But, yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hill has that, like, stupid... Freight, like, the it factor. Yeah. Scouts would He's one of those, like, five for eight guys who can dunk for some reason. Yeah, they should be banned. <laughs> Boris Johnson's me. Athletic small people. <laughs> Joe, you cannot dunk. And you're not even five for eight. You're not athletic. You've... All right, I might be five foot nine. Thanks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to the Buccaneers at the Saints, where we saw Drew Brees noodle arm perhaps cost them the game. Like there was a spray chart that was released after this game on Next Gen Stats, where you could see the depth of every single Drew Brees target completion, touchdown interception, and nothing was above twenty yards for the entire day. I think that's the most unempathetic opening to this to this game we probably could have had. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we I could have gone into Bruce. how great Drew Brees' career has been, how this he's a game legend in the game. Though. We've got the future co- Hall of Famer. No, nah, mate, new love. We've got nothing, mate. Why? We've, you... got, we've got we've got to be called and clinical for an for an analysis of this game. We can go into. It's a fun we... show. I'm just saying, when we get Drew Brees on the pod, you are not interviewing him. <laughs> no, I love Drew Brees as a guy. I love it. He's had a great career, but this game, he was bad. Now our next game has got lots of talent, lots of intelligence, but no arm. It's true, please. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was sad. Really. Yeah, it was quite a sad wait for him to go out. Like especially, it was a pick over. It was the to the far right hand side of the pitch, and he had to limber up for this twenty yard throw. Like he took a little shuffle, shuffle steps forward in the pocket. You make it sound like he was like loosening himself up. It like... looked like it was. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you the clip of it later. But he he limbered himself up, tossed it straight into double coverage, pretty much, and um. Ran off the field limbered himself up. Do you mean he like wound up for it? No, but his wind up. He he had to take like two or three steps forward first. Yeah, I just think generally speaking, one of the greatest QBs of all time to see him go out effectively on back-to-back drive-ending interceptions in the fourth quarter. It's not a great look, and it's not something that. I'm gonna like. I'm just gonna kind of write this year off when I, when I mm. come to remembering Drew Brees. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, you can wipe the last 40, couple of years 42, off. 43, like at the end of the day. You yeah. keep the first four weeks of each of his last few seasons. Yeah. You forget how good a deep ball thrower he is, but it's similar to Peyton Manning. Like you've just got to forget he not not is sorry was was sorry. But, uh, it's like Peyton Manning. You've just got to discount that last year for his career. I, mean, I know Manning won a Super Bowl, but. He wasn't. He got. He also got benched for Brock Osweiler. So that's an, that's an embarrassment for anyone. But uh, on the on the topic of Drew Brees' retirement, um, our good friend Ben Faulkner, NFL and YouTube, made a great video on him the other day. So go check that out. We're going to look to share some of his content on our website. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the near future. And yeah, just go give him a sub. Great guy. Great channel. So yeah, go check him out. But yeah, Michael Thomas didn't have any receptions on the game. Did he have a reception? He definitely didn't no, up to like no, the third, no. third or he fourth. Didn't have a, he didn't have a reception. Sean Murphy Bunting, oh, it, 
Can I, love I would like I love to take him. credit for this um, Buccaneers defensive plan. I said last yeah. week on the on the podcast, they've got to play man-to-man. If they step back and just play a load of spot zone stuff, Breeze is going to pick them apart. You did say that. You did say that, to be fair to you. Congratulations. But you did also pick the Saints to win. I picked the Saints because I didn't think they would do it. But they did do it. And it shows that I could, at the very least, be a secondary coach in the NFL. Todd Bowles, um, get out of there. We're putting Sam Lewis in on defense. I know, no. Here's some great blitzes dialed up. I don't think I could do that. But... Yeah. I mean, shouldn't we? I mean, because he's clearly listening now because he obviously must tune in every week to. Oh, 100%. Uh, Todd Bowles, well, he's a long time fan of the show. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Shout Todd. Out Todd Bowles. I hate what he did in, in, in New York. He was terrible, but other than that, good stuff. You're just burning bridges all around here, guys. I think we're imagining bridges and then burning them, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, what is it? Four turnovers on the day for the Bucks defense overall? Yeah, three picks and a fumble, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, yeah that, that was just impressive. Devin White was all over the place. He was just, he was balling out all day. He had like 11 total tackles, like tackle for loss, inception, pass breakup, fumble recovery. He had a lot of so it. So quick. He is so, he's very, very, very quick. I, I'd hate to be playing, playing against him. Like, he's just, he's everything oh, you want in a, in a linebacker. It will be interesting to see, though. What what the um, Bucks defense would have done if there was that threat of the deep ball though, because obviously they're allowed they were able to get right up into their receivers' faces because then they weren't worried about yeah. being beaten over the top, so they could disrupt routes early and like play really aggressive off the ball. So we don't know what would have happened if Breeze was I don't know his two years ago self, but as it was, they dialed up a great game plan for what was in front of them. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about the best passer on the day as well, James Winston? That was an, <laughs> that was an awesome play call. We bloody should cheeky little d- double reverse move. It's right, so bad pass. that he's getting that much credit for it because that's a it was a clear theft of a play call from the week <laughs> before. Like Twitter was like, oh my god, what a play call, what a play call. Then one guy posted a video of um, Trubisky throwing it literally a week ago, and it was like. Uh, we can't give Nagy that much confidence. There's a reason he's the Nickelodeon's valuable player. Yeah, that, that's the reason probably no one was paying attention because everyone was too distracted by the TikTok commentary. And the drop straight after. Yeah. Yeah. And that, of course. Exactly. But um, I, mean, I mean, also on that play, I don't know what the linebacker's bloody doing. He's just, he's off on his holly bobs to try and track down Alvin Kamara down the left-hand side. And he's got no, he's got no chance of getting there. And also, clearly not his man. But nice <laughs> throw from Jameis, regardless. I mean, yeah. he was a wide-open receiver. I'm pretty sure most high school... You've got to hit it, Stan! Yeah, I mean, there's got... a reason they t- took Breeze out yeah. for that play. Because it was further than 20 yards. Exactly the reason why. Congratulations, Jameis Winston, on your perfect passer rating for that game. In a playoff game. In, in a play- playoff game. game. Yeah. No one can take that away from you, James. Yeah, the only points he's ever scored in a Bucks playoff game. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Nice little tidbit for you all. Um, Ronald Jones, on the other hand, he ran like a man who wanted his job back from Leonard Fournette after um, Len Fournette received most of the carries in the first half of the game. He looked mm. awesome in that. Um, on the whole, though, I thought the I thought the Bucks' offense was quite boring actually. But Bruce Arians, well, there was no there was no um, no risk it no biscuit plays from him. Like there were a couple of quite conservative calls, especially when the clock was dying out in the second quarter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because he seems to be. Risketing and biscuiting on third down a lot of the time. Risketing. Terribly. Dude, risking the biscuits. But on first and second, it's, it's a lot of early down running, very little play action thrown in. So, I don't know. It, it, you're right. It seems like a bit of a weird offense right now where they 
where they're putting themselves in bad positions consistently because they're not a good enough rushing attack to do that. So if it's the 49ers or the Rams or the Ravens that are doing that, it makes sense because they've got such an explosive rushing attack. Maybe it's not the same with the Bucks. Maybe it's because his in his mindset, what he's trying to do, he's trying to keep those linebackers honest, keep the safeties playing around twelve yards off, and then he's gonna light them up with the play action. Maybe that's his whole mentality rather than just dig and dunk like other teams do. He's gonna run, 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 and then he's gonna light you up, and that's gonna be the way he's. I just feel that's out of touch. I do think he's out of touch. Though I think it's like. He's playing football in the era that is no more, and he does need to adapt to some extent. But he probably won't because. Oh no! Why would he at this point? I mean, it's been all season. Why would he, he change when he's just yeah, won a playoff game? He's, he's made a whole career off it as well. So, got yeah. co- got coach of the year off it when um in Indy with that as well. So he's got no reason to change it. Truskies, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought the Bucks' offense was, yeah, well, it wasn't a lot to write out. Pretty average. Yeah. I, 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 th- I mean, I think it would, it would be fair to say. For me, I thought the outstanding players from both teams were on defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, the story of the day was the but the Bucks secondary for sure. The Bucks secondary and Devin White, like you got yeah, Murphy Bunting, Antoine Winfield, Jamal Dean. They all had great games. And yeah, they did. Yeah. well, until those two drives with pick, was it back to back drives that had picks on? Uh, well, you talked about that at one... the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was back to back. Well, but was... until that, I'm pretty sure the Saints were just ahead, weren't they? Well, you say back to back, I mean like back the Saints to back for drive. the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just. But it was... I mean, that's what I mean. It's not like the Bucks were dominating this game. They oh, they needed plays on their defense to win this. Yeah, that that was the, that, as I said the story of the day. It wasn't like the the Bucks offense was quite boring. It wasn't very explosive at all. We... Saints defense did a good job for the most part, but. Mm. Yeah. Marshall Lattimore had had quite a few nice plays. Oh, yeah, Marshall, I was Marshall I was Lattimore going to say Marshall Lattimore. He's well, the Saints could have put this game away really early on. They they had two, the first two drives they started in Bucks t- territory thanks yeah, to two the, big returns. The Bucks returns weren't moving. Out. They could have been fourteen nothing up within basically four minutes, and this is an entirely different game. I and do that's... think. I mean, we we were joking about draft day and the the punt returner um, before before the show, but I think it was generally quite a big thing when Deontay Harris was knocked out of the game because. Yeah. I mean, he started that start for the Saints was propelled on Deontay Harris just doing absurd things on on the, on the punt return, and then he gets knocked out of the game. Suddenly, that field flipping advantage is no more. Yeah. And in, in in an offense where you know we know Drew Brees is going to possibly struggle to to throw it deep and extend the field, having that that great starting position is massive. Yeah, and it can provide a spark at the end of the day. Like there was whether it's Devin Hester returning a, a touchdown at the opening play of, of, of a Super Bowl or uh, Jones, I've completely forgotten, Jacoby Jones uh, doing the exact same in the Super Bowl. There is a lot of like playoff teams that, you know, it's, it's often overlooked special teams, but the return game can, especially for, for a team that was struggling on offense, like the Saints, the field position battle is, is key. Um, it's basically yeah. the equivalent of a turnover, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely massive. I remember it was a few years ago when the Chargers made the playoffs. They signed a kicker specifically for kicking touchbacks on kickoffs, and that just adds to the whole point about how important field position is for the playoffs and how yeah, important well, it's it is. Yeah, it's fine margins, isn't it? And I mean, yeah, like game ventures as well, like game ventures. <laughs> but as well as that, I mean, well, I think we spoke about before how you know, the Bucks special teams are bad. So, like, it completely took away the Saints' opportunity to to use one of their strengths against their opposition's weakness in terms of with Deontay Harris. So, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, it was. 
Before we move on to preview the championship round of the playoffs, we're going to take a quick look at our playoff bracket challenge. What's the update, Slew? I mean, you bloody well know what the update is. That's why you want to <laughs> siphon it in there oh, to yeah. the show. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think we can go past. I don't think we need to spend any time on this. Well, team. after all your cockiness last week, no. you don't want everyone to know that you are now last out of all the dropback hosts. I'm just saying, if I had kept my original picks, I would have guessed the outcome but of well, the championship. Well, nuts were coconuts, Joe, but they're not. They're, loss- they're losses for you. No, and then tied with 20 points, whatever that means. I don't know how many correct results that means. I think it was... Probably you know, I'm not even going to try and work out. That Probably is Stan... Um, sorry, Matt and myself. And then oh, Stan, course. four points ahead, which I think is two-thirds of a championship prediction right, is Stan Wilson, regular season winner and playoff leader. How does it feel, Stan? It feels amazing to know I'm good at predicting games. Fantastic. Well, we'll move on and see if that changes next week. Back to you in the studio. Spoiler alert, it won't. Could have happened to a worse bloke. Is that like... How many people... Other people in the league are in between us? Or is there, there are three people on in between Matt, me and Stan. Is there anyone below sure. Joe? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah a few people. I mean, I won't, I won't name them. <laughs> I won't. Just... I think we can probably name one. Uh, no, I mean Daniel, uh, one of our writers that's also involved, is tied with Joe. I didn't want to embarrass him like that, but I was thinking of another Daniel. Dan- uh, Daniel, Daniel Holmes, Daniel's trailing at the bottom though. of the um... friend of the podcast, Dan Holmes, the bottleless git. It feels great. Had a bit of a shocker. To be honest, knowing Dan Holmes, I'm not surprised. All right, so save it for another time. You can have your uh, your catch up, and then we'll move on to the championship round preview. We're at first game up. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It's shaping up to be a tasty one. Mm. Packers, though, isn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Hey, we, right. we can get some in-depth analysis before we jump straight to our predictions here. Nah, Packers in it. <laughs> 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 nah, I think uh, if, if I'm honest, like. I've said this a few times, and I just think this this Packers offense is so versatile in how they can beat you at the moment. Uh, like we've seen, their rushing attack can do bits. Um, they're just Aaron Rodgers is is an MV is the MVP for a reason. He's, he's been playing lights out this entire year. Devontae Adams had an amazing game against one of the the best, if not the best, corner in the league. Okay, but fine. Carry on. Carry on. Okay. Um, I'm going to move past Matt yeah, do, being do offended. Carry on because he's talking absolute nonsense. He is. Yeah, I, I just think, to be honest, the the Packers have too much offensive firepower compared to what I saw last week out of the Bucks. To they, be they able... struggled versus Alvin Kamara as well. They struggled containing. I mean, what you what you can say is that they did have a really good game last time against the Packers containing the run. Yeah. Todd Bowles was an absolute defensive genius in that game, especially the, the Bucks. I think Indamukong Sue is going to be coming back. Um, well, no, he's sorry, he is back. Vita Vea might be back. Yeah. That should be a big boost. I mean, they're the number one ranked rush defense anyway, so adding the nose tackle back is going to be a huge boost as well. So I'll be t- interested to see that. Having said that, I don't take last matchup, the one that the Bucks battered the Packers, as really much of an indicator of what's going to happen in this one. 
because it was like it was basically five minutes there that shaped that game one great play by i can't remember i think it might be carlton davis with the pick who jumped to brew on Devontae adams and then and then the pick after that what because he's a bucks corner yeah it seems to check out carry on sleep no but then they also the second pick after that is it was a deflection bounced up winfield made a great athletic play and that shifted the game packet but saying that looking back at that tape of the first game there were a lot of packers receivers open especially on the when the game was closed that rogers sort of just missed and that he, we haven't seen that up, from rogers in the last 10 weeks of the season he was he was massively shaken up because the packers o-line couldn't deal with the stunts that the bucks were throwing at them todd bowles called an absolutely amazing game as i said earlier and that really got to rogers they could the o-line couldn't contain the bucks and that gave the secondary well, allowed the secondary to make the plays that it did and that if they want to if they want to repeat the win that's going to be exactly how they're going to have to do that because as you said Bakhtiari's out so yeah they, they've just got to try and repeat things and they have, have to, to basically um, shut down the running game because so much of that running game so much of the passing game of the pack that's similar to the Rams and the Niners is built off that outside zone oh, it's, it's the play same. action yeah. They're all from the I same mean, coaching tree. It's the same I mean, the advantage that the Packers have is that they've got MVP Aaron they have Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, not Jared so... Goff. And they've also got Aaron Jones, who tends they tend to motion him out as a receiver and you know, have him run routes, and he's very capable of that. Yeah, Jones great. Marcus Vandai, Scantling had a great game last week as well. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Mike Evans is going to be locked out of the game as well. Um on off on defense because of course they've got Jair Alexander. Overall on that Packers team, they've got some great pieces, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and yeah, the Packers defense good. The Bucks are gonna have to realistically run the ball really well, which is doable against this Packers team. And also yeah. stop the Packers just balling out on offense. They're gonna have they can't go back to that spot drop zone nonsense because it just doesn't work. So they have to they're, they're gonna have to play great on offense and they're gonna have to control the game on they could, sorry, they're gonna have to play great on defense, control the game on offense, which is basically the recipe for the any team that's not as talented as the team they're going up against. I think yeah. they're gonna play. They're gonna, we're gonna see a lot of three deep zone blitzes in this game from the from the um the box early on. I think there's gonna be a lot of heavy pressure early on in that game to try and knock Rodgers off his mark, try and just get to that O line, and just start the game off on the right foot and allow their offense the chance to get ahead early. You just essentially just big momentum plays. That's the way they're going to beat them because they're not going to beat them just, based on raw talent of roster, are they? I just don't think that will have the same effect against Aaron Rodgers as it would against most. No, but it, it already it did, did happen. It did it happen. Did. This it is did why once. I have a... Re- I'm, having stro- I'm having trouble picking the Packers at the moment. I thought you said you were having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a stroke, but I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to pick the box again this week purely yeah, because of the full. success they had last week. He's, you call, you he's, he's the leader full, of the freaking competition, so you, you can't really call You would have called me a fool last week picking the Buccaneers. I think the difference is what Buccaneers were able to do last week, how aggressive they played, especially in the secondary, you can't do against Aaron Rodgers because he will take the deep shots when they're available. But not if you're blitzing down his face and he doesn't have the time to take those shots. That's the way they're going to succeed. That's why they're going yeah, to Yeah, but even, even Breeze wasn't hitting the quick deep ones, like the fades and that sort of things. And looking at the game last week, if you go back and watch, that, there are a lot, especially down the seams, there are a lot of open passes that Rogers missed when he's not necessarily under pressure. He just had a bit of a bad game. Mm. And I was at, he's fully in MVP form right now. I can't see that. Tanyan could again. have a good game as well. Tanyan could have a good game. 
Mm. They can all have a bloody good game. Like th- their offense is just so well balanced. It is. It is incredible. Yeah, it can beat you death by a thousand knives. Cuts. Well, was... definitely cuts the saying. Death by a thousand knives. Do you just want to use the same knife? Death <laughs> by eleven knives. Isn't that a thing? It's oh, death is it death by a thousand, thousand cuts? cuts? That's the one. Yeah. Because why would you use a thousand knives? It doesn't really sound the. It so, doesn't really work so for the metaphor, <laughs> right, right next one, one. Next time. no it's the wrong metaphor because what that literally means is what brady does when you just sort of yeah do the same field. the same thing again and again and again all right let's, let's go around let's go around the room and let's go let's go around our picks for this game the, room, so, the virtual room we the are virtual all socially room. distancing yeah don't come at us boris so sam what's your pick packers nice matt, matt burns peak also, the Packers. Joe Costanzo. Uh, Packers, 33 to 21. Oh, look at this man. He's sticking numbers on the end. He's sticking numbers. I'm going to go Packers for now, but my decision could No, change. you're not, Stan. You're going to go Packers or you're going to go Bucks. None of this for now bollocks, okay? Can I go back track two weeks, Matt? You, I used this, exa- this argument with you two weeks ago, so... You didn't lock it in, and that wasn't very yum, yum, yum. Are you trying a new catchphrase? What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Lock it in, yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> Moving on to Buffalo at Kansas City. Right. We're, we're blessed Are we picking this, this game week. assuming that Mahomes is going to be fine? Um, I reckon he'll be fine. Let's, let's, let's call it like that. I'm just saying as well, Slew, for, for those people who might doubt Henny, remember like three years ago when an MVP candidate quarterback... Was knocked out of the playoffs oh, with an injury. Chad Henney, but the offensive fault. scheme <laughs> and personnel was good enough to succeed. Right, Joe. I know what you're doing. It's not big. It's not clever. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, but, if anyone yeah, can do I, it, I, I remember read. that. I do remember that. I just don't see it happening again. Ever again. <laughs> ever again. It was. A I didn't say again. Run. Ever again. Matt said ever again. I don't know, if we look at the audio, so ever again was definitely said. But um yeah, I mean I think even if even if Mahomes plays, which hopefully he does, like this could genuinely go either way. The Bills have been sick recently. Like stupid good recently. I think yeah, the Bills out of all teams apart from maybe the Packers have the best shot to take out the Chiefs in because the Chiefs defence, although it was great last week, Spagnola called a great game. In other weeks it hasn't looked particularly inspiring yeah. or trustworthy and that that's going to be the difference because the buffalo defense last week was outstanding the way they used the, the way they used the cornerbacks as edge defenders to contain the running attack mm. obviously it's a different it's a different kettle of fish this week but they've they, yeah, they, they've just been on a whole new different level to the chief defense yeah. this year. i think it's the first time i've ever actually seen like inverted cover two work consistently it is usually yeah. an absolute shit show whenever people try that but tyron matthew playing that hole it's wonderful. I mean, it made me feel that maybe Jim Schwartz had some inkling of what he was doing. He just didn't have any good players. But, alas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just I lost myself there slightly because I had... <laughs> a little bit. Oh, God. Uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, even in those games where the Chiefs definitely did struggle against some teams that weren't up to their standard as well, uh, they still find a way to win every time and yeah. it's hard to count especially if Mahomes is playing I, I can't realistically bet against the Chiefs I think no. the Bills have done fantastic 
I know what you mean. It's like one of those things, like you can try and pull out all the analysis in the world, but there are some points where there, there are just some players you just can't bet against. Exactly. It's like, like like Tom Brady with the Patriots a few years ago in the playoffs. Like you just don't bet against him, and I think that's what that's the type of quality of player we're seeing in Mahomes now. I don't know. I think whichever team basically gives up less explosive plays, uh, they're just going to have to both be really disciplined on defense, play a lot of over the top, make people make both teams drive down the fields and hope one of your playmakers, either Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Jerry Hughes, or Trey White, make a play mm. and hope either stop someone scoring a touchdown, make it a field goal, or get a turnover. Yeah. This could be pretty bloody high scoring though uh, yeah both these teams can basically score at will if teams don't respect the deep ball so on that analysis it's going to be like a, a 6-3 mm, windy, windy. <laughs> too windy too windy it's, for football it's arrowhead though so <laughs> balls, balls fly different up there oh i don't know oh no the bills offense won't be able to play any football because there'll be noise <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just feel yeah it's like it's like saying, "Oh, it, it was raining." The, the Bills have been very impressive this year. I'll give them that. I think their yeah. defense has definitely stepped up in the playoffs as well. But yeah, they're also playing better right now than the Chiefs are. The Chiefs didn't score a lot of points even before Mahomes' injury against a Brown secondary that we've all said isn't great. On paper, it looks uh, like shocking. It looks awful. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a Brown secondary that got Denzel Ward back just before the playoffs. They're by far their best person in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. But they he was was he not playing in the Pittsburgh game where they scored twenty odd points in the second half? Pittsburgh. Yeah, running prevent the entire time. Oh, we, we're not gonna have this discussion again. We're not gonna talk about it anymore. But... There's live evidence that Joe is in fact a Browns fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs are just probably gonna win this game if i'm being realistic i yeah. think that, that what happened look at what happened last year against the texans like they went up 21 nothing very early doors and the chiefs can just flip a switch and just oh yeah I, i'm just gonna go score a touchdown every we keep saying that but they haven't been that all season this year they, they haven't they've been they've I mean, been a really I mean, good team but they haven't the, been you're right the switch is season. there it's there but for some reason they haven't been flicking it at <laughs> they just got to flick it out of this That's all they got to do, mate. But they have to be doing that. And I've got to be honest, coming into the playoffs, I had a sneaky little Bills Packers prediction at the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to stick with it. Oh, wow. You see. You're back okay. in the Bills. Back in the Bills. Back in the boys in blue. Boys in right. blue, boys in blue. <laughs> yeah, let's go Bills Packers Super Bowl. All right, go then, Matt. What you got for us? Uh, no, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think they're just. Mahomes is too bloody good. If if he's all, if his head's still fuzzy and he can't play, then we'll, it's another thing. But I, I think if Mahomes plays, then it's a it's a Chiefs dub. All right, Joe. I think the Chiefs win. Um, yeah, yeah. If Mahomes doesn't play, I'm gonna also go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I'll go with that. Wait, no, you're back in the Chiefs even if Mahomes isn't playing. Yeah. Your faith in Henny is disturbing. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in Henny, it's my faith in Andy Reid and just the, the Chiefs. Okay, well, that, that I can get. And the Chiefs' that. offensive scheme and how well Tyreek Hill's been playing. Andy Reid, who has. Um, oh, here he comes. Some sort of history of choking in big moments until Mahomes came along. Ooh. Until Ooh. Be- Mahomes came He's along. He's won a Super Bowl now. There. So you, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, how's that for choking? Him. 
My, well, my point is, if he doesn't have Mahomes, he only choked when he was the, he was part of the Eagles. So. I did it when he when they were before Mahomes got on with the Chiefs yeah, as well when they yeah, kept going eleven and five down. and stuff. Yeah, That's and then Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tough times. We won't have any Alex Smith slander on this. I just show. think. Oh, no, I love Alex Smith. We can't have any, any, any of that. Uh, even outside of Mahomes, their offensive firepower is ridiculous. They might lean on their running game a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But they're, they're, they're still going to win the game, in my well, opinion. Well, I'm going to join you on the Chiefs, except if Mahomes isn't playing and he's a starting quarterback, then I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i flip over to the Bills. And that just about wraps things up for this week's show. Just before we go, though, again, we'd like to shout out Ben Faulkner, NFL on YouTube. Check his videos out. He's got a great video on Drew Brees and the whole retirement situation. And also we'd like to welcome to the team Alex Voice Joyce, who is an absolute college football expert. Oh, I mean, God. Savant. I mean that... He's a, Yeah, he's a savant. I mean that to the highest degree possible. This This guy, this guy knows it all. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes peeled on our page. He's got an article coming out on his experience and what his reasons for his love for LSU, despite the fact it's on the other side of the world, pretty much. So that'll be coming out soon, along with other college football articles from him and Daniel as well, our other resident college football nerd. Can I, so, can I just say that that's been the best signing of the January transfer window so far? <laughs> we got our two new boys in and we are loving life. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in need of more dropback content, then head over to our website, www.thedropback.com or .co.uk. We've got Facebook at The Dropback UK, Instagram at The Dropback, and Twitter at The Dropback. And we'll see you all next week. But until then, I've been Stan. I've been Sam. I've been Matt. And I've been Joe. See you next week. Peace. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. camera so joke and tiktok it